Good morning and welcome to Young Bucks, your Pittsburgh Pirates prospect podcast of choice here on DK Sports Radio. My name is Alex Stump. Jared Krugar, I'm looking through him through the Zoom call right now. Jared, how are you doing, man? I was good until you mentioned I can see your face. I didn't think I could see you, um, but I'm good. Um, I it, It's cold out. It's snowy in places in mid-April. It's like a second winter, um, and that only means one more thing. Like, spring is coming, right? I hope. Yeah. And, and spring means baseball. Yeah, and, and hopefully there aren't going to be any snow outs in, in May. You know, that, that, that got me mad for this I'm, I'm sorry it was 80 something degrees during the pirates home opener and i wake up today and it's and it's snow and actually I'm, I'm gonna go on a non-baseball story here i'm going i went to john eagle on tuesday night in the candy section i look over and there's i i kid you not like an entire aisle of just twizzlers nothing but twizzlers and it looks very red and i see like hearts on some stuff and i'm like are, are those Valentine's Day decorations? Is is it February still? I can't tell anymore with, with you know quarantine life, where we just have to be at home. And then I wake up and there's snow on the ground. It's like, is it actually February? You have to tell me if it is right now. This isn't funny. Yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning. It was pretty chilly. Uh, baseball practice, and it was even chillier at night. So, yeah, I definitely feel that. I felt a lot more like February than April. Uh, we've been spoiled. But, I mean, this is this is the north, right? Um, and you're right. Like, the home opener was beautiful. It was, like, the nicest day ever for um, for that. And then, lo and behold, um, here we are just a short month later. And it's, oh, hey, guess what? It is 30 degrees snowing, and there's going to be snow outs in Major League Baseball. So hopefully that doesn't happen in May when our minor league season starts. But honestly, anything is possible at this point. Speaking of snouts, we took way too long to actually get to any baseball discussion in this one. For the prospects, the big game that they were supposed to have, big games in Toledo, the Cabrian Hayes return tour has been delayed twice because of snow in Toledo. And the game's just weren't played oh oh, oh oh holy toledo it works right it works yeah i would have gone for a max Klinger reference oh. over. yeah sorry that's okay continue but jared like looking past the very obvious aspects of this for you know it's a rehab trip for hayes and it's a chance for some of these guys to get you know get some just data out on it before the regular season started. Mm-hmm. This is going to be like their spring training schedule that any minor league players really get because this is a normal spring. Like, are, are we going to see something maybe weird, you know, beginning part of the season, just, you know, get some of that rust off still? That's a good question, man. I, I'm not sure what to expect. Um, obviously, you have guys that are at the alternate site and, and they're able to do things every day. And then you have people that are in Bradenton um, doing their thing. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. Like, I know we've talked about it kind of at length at, at times, uh, who has the advantage here? Like what are, what, what can we expect when the season starts? And honestly, I don't know. I mean, yeah, these guys are going to be okay. Right. The guys that were in major league camp that have been able to continue on with their training are going to be okay. But then 
after that, we get those guys that are, are that weren't invited to major league camp, and they haven't played in games and competitive games since uh, 2019 or uh, yeah, 2019. Uh, so yeah. that's it, listen. It's been a long five. five it's been a long two week quarantine. Let me tell you. Um, I thought it was February again, man. No judgment. Uh, yeah, right. So so like that's that's the variable. We have no idea what we're going to get from those guys because we haven't seen them play. Some of them had shirt surgeries. Some of them are, are, are healthy again. So like what we have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And to answer the question that you po- poised or proposed <laughs> earlier on, um, I think it's definitely going to benefit pitchers early because pitchers – during at least the quarantine, especially whenever we get into like the A levels, I think more than anything, there aren't a whole lot of people who are going to be at A ball who got to face a lot of live pitching last year. Like a lot of the guys went to a team's instructional camp, but that might literally be it. You know, that's all that they've gotten over the last, in this spring training, all the live pitching that they've faced in the past year. And really the past 18 months, if you want to go back to last spring. So I, I think it is going to benefit young pitchers, lower level pitchers going on. So I not saying that you could ever put too much stock in minor league stats. I'm going to put even less early in the season for those lower levels, especially for pitchers. Like I'm sure we're going to, we're going to see Carmen Majinski have just like, or someone like that just have like ridiculous strikeout numbers. It's like, oh my goodness, Carmen Majinski is just blowing the doors off in uh, in Bradenton. But it's also going to be like, all right, come on, let's be realistic here. He's facing guys who haven't played in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I th- but I don't think Majinski is even going to have his A-plus stuff to start. I think there are going to be a lot of times it's, it's going to be about June or maybe even July that we start seeing – at the top of their game, minor league baseball. That's the other thing too with pitchers. How many of them are built up, and how far are they built up? Like some, like some of those guys are have been pitching since uh, since March or since since spring training started. Um, so how how far are they along in in their development? Because obviously, as we're seeing at the major league level, there's there's there is a level of progression. You're throwing fifty pitches, sixty pitches, seventy, whatever, as you get stretched out. So. I'm very interested to see how that starts uh, for them too to start the season. But I do think pitchers are going to have um, everything. I, they're going to have the advantage because when you go out and pitch, you're simulate you're you're not simulating anything. You are boom. You're 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 game rep, game rep, game rep. Now, obviously, different workouts are are have different different things to them. But as a hitter, there isn't a lot of things that you can do to simulate game at bats to simulate live pitching and especially down there uh especially in Bradenton at this point outside of games you don't get to simulate that um so that's big too and I think that it's it I'm very interested to see what happens over the first month of the season in the minors because I think it's going to surprise a lot of people moving forward I'm I'm going to preface this with these are almost all going to be combined there aren't going to be I don't think that we're going to see anyone throw a complete game in the minor leagues, you know, early, at least early on. But Jared, I'm going to set a line here. Oh, of no. One and a half. Oh. One and a half. 
Okay. Will there be over or under? How many no hitters will we see in A level for the first month of the season? Because we, hey, Major League Baseball, we got two, two in April. <laughs> will we see the same in the lower levels of the minors? I think Keep in mind there are more games going on. I think it, I think we go over. Uh, obviously, like the, the law of averages say that we should, right? Um, but I think it's going to be combined. I think a lot of them. I mean, they're definitely going to have to be combined. Um, unless it's like, a, unless we get to a point where it's like a seven inning game or double header or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think that I, that potential is definitely there. Um, so, I, like I said, I'm very, I'm very interested to see how this goes um, because we have no idea what to expect. And, and we talk about expecting the unexpected every which way imaginable. Like there is no way to predict how this is going to go. Now we could be wrong and come and come out swinging. And, and this is different. Starting in May is way different than April, especially in the Northeast, because I, as we explained earlier in this podcast, like it, the weather here is so unpredictable in May. It's a little bit more manageable. It's a little bit more favorable to the pitcher. You're not out there trying to keep your hands warm, trying to keep your body moving. Now it's a little bit warmer. You're a little bit, your muscles are a little bit looser. You're not as nearly as tight. So there's a lot, there's a lot to kind of get into and kind of digest um, when it comes to the beginning of the season. I'm going to go with the under just because I feel like they're going to be too many like jabronis who blow it in like the seventh or eighth inning middle relievers at a ball because we can't have fun. Well, there definitely the, be some watches. What, what's the fun of us agreeing all the time? We've agreed no, quite a bit. No, no, You know what? Let's open it up to the internet. Which one of us is going to be right in you know a month from now? Since we will inevitably both forget, call out the loser for, for this, and, and especially call out Alex. Yes, yes. I'm the Always. one to be put into check. One. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Whenever we come back, the parts actually promoted a prospect to the majors. We're gonna talk about results. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Young Bucks, your Pittsburgh Pirates podcast of choice for prospects. I'm going to say that differently every time just to keep up with the trends. Segment two has begun, Alex, and the Pirates this week did something that they really haven't done in, in quite some time. They, they promoted um, two guys to the main roster, to the active roster, and one pitch Wednesday did okay. And then there's another that we really want to get to talk about um, in this segment as well. Can you give me a little bit more information on that, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the pitcher. We, he's already been discussed on, on my podcast, on Dan's podcasts. So, but we, we this is the, this is the prospect podcast. We got to talk a little Miguel. You We'll talk more Rodolfo Castro in a moment, but you I liked what I saw. I saw what I 
what I saw in Bradenton, I can't say saw anymore, where it's like the guy's got the breaking balls. He's got a good developing changeup. Yeah, the fastball is only going to be in the mid-ish 90s, but with the off-speed and secondary pitches that he has, that's fine. This is a guy who he's probably got to lead a little more on the junk baller type of stuff, but he showed that he can do that and still throw strikes and get outs efficiently. One bad inning. Like, I, I thought it was a really good outing. No, listen, if you come out here in your first – your first time and you throw the way that he did. I think that's, I think that's pretty successful. I know, obviously it's probably not the result they were looking for. Obviously the pirates want to win, but more so than anything is development, but you come out here and you throw strikes and you compete at that level. That to me means more than a win in your first time out. The wins will come for him. The stuff plays, he proved that today. And that I think is exactly what, the pirates were looking for when it came to your hurry. And I know you were excited about it um, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm high on this guy. I can't remember exactly where I had him on the, on the prospect pitching list that we did <laughs> back in February. Was that February? Uh, Everything is coming back to February for me. It sounds. might've been January. Listen, it's, it's, we did it earlier in the, in the season. <laughs> But, but no, and that's the thing. When you get a yes. debut like that, that's huge. And when that happens, you have to come out. And if you, like I said, the biggest thing for me wasn't that he was going to go out and get that, get a victory. But if you can keep your team in the game as best as you can and, and doing that and compete, that I think speaks volumes as for what's next for him and whether he kind of sticks with them or not. Speaking of kids that, you know, if, if they might stick or not, he's probably only here for a little bit. But Rodolfo Castro has made his major league debut. Uh, he was invited to the alternate site last year where he really impressed the people there. The Pirates brought him on to the taxi squad the last series of the year so Shelton could get a look at him. Shelton ended up getting a longer look at him in Bradenton during the instructional league. Really liked what he saw. Kid's 21 years old, and yeah, he skipped double A AA and triple A. And Jared, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to say this on, on a prospect show again, but here's a, here's a guy that I think I've watched live more than you have because he didn't reach Altoona yet. So, no, that's absolutely right, Alex. This, this, is, this is uncharted territory. No, and that's, and that's what's crazy. So, like, we talk all the time how, how – I, I kind of how unstable things are right now, like where, where people are in their development, like what level was the, was the alternate site really? What, what was it? Was it like the quad a level? Was it a triple a level? What, what level was it? And how, how much development did go on here? And here's the, here's the dude that, that went out there and developed. He, <laughs> how many people can you say have jumped from that level to the majors? Like he did. Um, now, when he gets uh, in real five picks, that's it. Yeah. Right. And so like, this is an excellent opportunity for everybody involved to, to kind of get out there and like, wow, this is a dude that like he, this dude can play and I'm excited to see him now. Granted, this is going to be a cup of tea, I think for him and that's okay, but this is going to be huge moving forward for the pirates. And and I think this is a, an opportunity to, to see what has potential to be uh, somebody that can, 
that can make an impact on this club down the road. Yeah. And you know what? He, it wasn't a great outing for his first one. Again, don't really care. I like the composure. There's some definite raw power there. I, I was given a, a comp of Jonathan scope as someone like, you know, who, who this young man might end up, you know, emulating one day, you know, what type of player he could be. He can play around the diamond. He's got some pop in that bat. He hustles. There's a lot of things to like about this guy. And no, I, I don't think he's going to be able to kick Nick Gonzalez or key or, or really anyone, maybe a first base he can stick there. I don't think he's played any first base in the minors or anything in general. But, you know, make him like a Josh Harrison type player who can bounce around the diamond. I think that would be a very good fit for him. Well, and you, t- you brought up Josh Harrison. And the perfect example on this team is Philip Evans, right? Yeah. If you, if you can be versatile at that level, you're gonna, somebody's going to find a position for you. Um, and it's kind of interesting to, to note also with Neil Walker retiring, he was a guy that didn't want to convert to an outfielder. And, and that ultimately ended his career. Um, you know, that, that lack of versatility. So if you get that, if you're versatile, you're you're going to find options. You're going to get options uh, and, and find the field. And and guys like Philip Evans are are benefiting from that. Guys like Josh Harrison benefited from that. And that's that's the name of the game because you're only allotted so many people that you know you have to go out and be you have to go out and be competent and be serviceable. And if you're not able to do that, then then why are you there? Or even more blunt way of looking at it Todd Frazier and Philip Evans very comparable springs results wise and Pirates ended up you know risking actually having Frazier opt out of his deal because he could only play infield and Evans could play quarter outfield also so I think that's something that Castro could look at who knows I I don't know who's going to be instructed outfielders in Indianapolis this year, if that's going to fall on Nunley or someone else, but it's going to be like, you know what? You're going to have a whole lot of people being coached in the outfield there. Like if Castro goes out there, there'll definitely be some time with Cruz. Don't know exactly how much, you know, how many actual reps there are going to be because Swaggerty's going to be up there. Oliva's is going to be up there for a little bit. Outfield in Indianapolis is going to be a beautiful mess this year. It's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm very interested to see wh- what happens to the Indianapolis roster when it comes out because that uh, that is going to be a logjam of of guys because you're going to have Kevin Kramer, you're going to have Cole Tucker, you're going to have Will Craig. I'm not worried about Kevin Kramer anymore though; he's not a real prospect. Right, I understand that, but you're going to have those guys too that are there. So you're going to have and 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 what happens if Nick Gonzalez maybe comes up and and, and does the you know, he jumps a couple levels or, well, doesn't even have a level to be perfectly honest you, with you. You get rid of Kevin Kramer for that. I mean, this is, right. it's tough on the guy, but I, as bad as Anthony Alford looked this year for the Pirates, he's not the worst Pirate I've seen at the plate in, in 2021. That goes to what Kramer did in spring. That was just horrible right. to the point where it's like, nah, now this guy's probably never going to play another game in the major leagues. Exactly. So, and that's like, that's, that's going to be triple A. And I'm very interested to see the roster makeup because like, that's going to be the team for right now to see, 
Greensboro, I think, is going to be the team for the future to see. But like that AAA team is going to be is going to be something to kind of look forward to. How many guys are up and down and and all around? But until then, you know, it's just going to be one of those deals where I we have no idea what the what the rosters are going to look like, and 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 I think that's probably the most intriguing storyline um, as we move forward. Hey, we've got one more assignment left to do on this show. Be sure to come back. Okay, you know what? We actually have something a little more substantial. Play. Welcome back to our third and final segment. And Jared, I think it's time we take a take the lead of European soccer and create a super league for minor league baseball. Oh, I love it. And this is probably going to not necessarily fold as quickly as that one. It'll at least take a delayed part of the season to fold for these guys. But, you know, since major league baseball is in charge, I guess anything's possible when it comes to the bottom line for Rob Manfred. So we're not going to talk about the quality of the players there. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to go solely based off of the name of the franchises. Jared, you're the one who came up with this idea. So I'm going to let you pick. Do you want first or second two? Uh, listen, we're going through the top 12. Uh, my first one, I'm going to throw this out. Um, represent Altoona Curve. Oh. Uh, and, and here's why. First of okay. all, local. First of all, they have a Curve Burger. That's great. But what I like about it is it doesn't own, it not only encapsulates baseball because of the curve and a curve ball, but it also create um, it, it it involves everything about this area surrounding the horseshoe curve. So I had to go with the Homer pick for that one. Now after you, my friend. Well, I'm I might, I'm gonna go with the second two then. <laughs> go back to back there, and both mine are. Raccoon themed, as it turns out, uh, the Quad City River Bandits, which fun fact about your host uh, back whenever he was still in college, I, I applied for a PR position there. So that alternate timeline where I go into that instead of actual beat reporting. And same idea, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. <laughs> Just two beautiful names. That's fair. That is very fair. So do I get the next one or do you get, do I get two now? Do you want two? go for two? Oh, all right. We're skipping the extra point. Uh, I have to go with the Montgomery biscuits. <laughs> They're a double a team and <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> but think about it, man. Like the puns that these guys could get like, Hey, butter, butter, or, you Ooh. know, or, <laughs> Come on, like that's like call him butter because he's on a roll. That's his third strikeout in the roll in a row. Like there's so many opportunities with that name from a marketing standpoint. So of course I got to go with the Montgomery Biscuits as I write this down so that I don't forget and so that you don't forget um, and we don't overlap because we are just doing this um, purely, purely out of um, you know our hearts and our um, 
and our energy, <laughs> everything. We're just doing out of everything tonight uh, or to, uh, early this morning. Um, I've got I've got to go with the Frisco Rough Riders. Um, and why? Because first of all, they got DMX in it. So like, shout out to the legend there. But a Rough Rider, obviously Teddy Roosevelt, cool dude, great president. Um, but it's just like, just the thing, the, uh, the, uh, the opportunities are endless there. I've got a Rough Riders t-shirt. Stop. Drop. It doesn't have Teddy on it, but it, it is Frisco Rough Riders. Okay. Two for me. The Las Vegas 51s for Area 50, named Ooh. after Area 51. That That is a solid, solid name. And, you know, a credit to all the people who mar- in marketing who have to make someone be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be a 51. The 51s are <laughs> – makes me proud to be on this team of 51s. So, yeah, they're on the list. And my Simpsons reference, the Albuquerque Isotopes. How could I not put the isotopes on this list? Of course, the isotopes. Um, of course. No, that's that's great. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. So now we're down to the final four, right? Yes. Five. You've only done three. You're right. All right. So now I'm gonna we're gonna go one at a time here. Okay. I gotta go back. We're throwing it back to triple A. Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Like, I don't even know what an iron pig is. You don't know what an iron pig is? But I listen back to The Simpsons. I'm going to do what an iron pig does, whatever that is, like off the spider pig. Um, but we're this is great. This is this is wholesome content. But the iron pigs, first of all, I'm starting to say that like I live in Pittsburgh, so it's like the iron pigs which is great. So you can say this a bunch of different ways. They're also a part of Pennsylvania and the Lehigh Valley, which I think is also pretty cool. I actually know what an iron pig is. My grandfather had a print shop and you, you take metal, you melt it down and that's, you, that's the mold you put it in a pig. Okay. So you could, you know, transport it that way. It's a lot easier. So instead of, you know, just having like a block of iron to transport a lot easier that way all right my last one and the last one that is actually a or my second to last one but the last one that's actually associated with minor league baseball because i'm going off the beaten trap path can't talk anymore for the final selection is the toledo mud hens yes i'm gonna make another max Klinger reference throughout it all mud hens are really good i've actually been to a mud heads game it is a fun it's, it's a fun environment i i kind of wish i could have gone to toledo for Hayes, I, I seriously debated to watch some Pirates alternate sites ball, but you know, with the snow, I think I made the right call. No, that's definitely fair. Um, that's <laughs> oh man, this is great. So my one, mine is going to be my next one is going to be the Tennessee Smokies. Um, I, first of all, they're Cubs affiliate, but they talk about the Smoky Mountains. Their mascot is a bear. You can't really beat that. Um, and it's just such – it's just, to me, it, it's it's a really, really cool touch. Is that where Curve Legend Mike Rines? Where he, he used to be. Now he was um, he was at uh, – he's in the double-A uh, South Bend, I think. Or I, I'm not sure where South Bend is, but 
And I know where South Indiana. Bend is. Yeah, and I know it's in Indiana, but I mean, as far as classification goes. Okay. Okay, that's fair. But yes. And my number one, the best name. And that's why they have to play in an independent league. But the Portland Pickles. <laughs> Again, that poor market. He makes me proud to be a pickle.